Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Hi, I'm Tanya Oliveira. I work for Transparence Entertainment Group. I focus on World X USA neighboring rights on the performer side and rights holder side. Hi, welcome back to Money in the Air, the neighboring rights podcast brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. Let's talk about titles. Let's talk about 27 different recordings with the same title by either same artist, similar artists, or different artists even. And how does it get accounted properly? We only have the ISRC that's different. And if they're released at the same time, like, you know, five different mixes of the same single, those numbers are going to be so close to each other. At Sound Exchange, you definitely want to make sure that you have your unique ISRC code registered. And then in the event that any royalty source, say Pandora, is going to pay Sound Exchange, they don't report an ISRC code. All they report is the song title and maybe the artist name. If they report both of those criteria, they will hypothetically match it to your account via their broadcast process, which means that it's an auto match not necessarily something that you registered. So in your sound exchange account, it's going to populate multiple work IDs, which will allow you to collect on that income. But if Pandora doesn't use the ISRC when reporting, if there are seven versions of I Want More by Slim XYZ, and the first one is the remix by Jungle Jim, the second one is the remix by Mr. Freeze, and the third one is the vocal version with a special guest, how is sound exchange to know which one to give the money to? This is a good question because what I've seen in that case, they're going to allocate based on the number of featured artists mentioned within the title track. So if the artist is artist A, and then it's the vocal version by artist B featured in the title track, it's going to be allocated at 50% each. That's why it's so crucial that you make sure that if you're a featured artist, if it's a vocal remix, even if you're a remixer and you're remixer A version of this, you're going to get featured artist credit for that just because it's mentioned within the title. That's good to know. Is it the same at PPL, Tanya? Yes, it is. It's very similar. And that's it. Each version has to have its own ISRC. And as you know, with PPL, like they will not let you register a track without an ISRC. And they'll flag it if it's an exact match with something else. That's when there's a dispute. And then you have to resolve it. The parties, the labels, or the individuals, whoever claims to own the master. And most CMOs, to be honest, they all require ISRC definitely on the rights holder side and it's increasingly becoming common on the performer side and I think that's because of those initiatives like RDX and DDX these European based initiatives where everyone's working together to like create this like centralized I suppose it's a portal or cloud that we can't access but the CMOs can and then they all kind of look at it and think oh yeah that's that is the ISLC for that because as you can imagine the same track will have so many different ISLCs around the world depending on where you are what portal you're on and it's the same track if you're listening to it on Spotify or whatever it's the same but it ends in eight in Spain it ends in seven in the Netherlands it ends in six in Australia like why is that and it just causes it does cause a bit of chaos
chaos, the wrong tracks get paid. Have your metadata correct and standardized and do not duplicate. And we do, we recommend that you have the year of release reference within the ISLC. That's usually recommended just so that you can keep track of things. So for example, it's 2021, somewhere I've just put 2-1 in the ISLC. So there are ways to ensure before anything gets released that you're doing the best you can if you can't have a totally unique title. Put your artist name in the title. Make sure you're credited properly as a featured artist for performers. Make the unique ISRC code really unique and put the year in so they know when it's released. Make sure your metadata is done before and make sure you include it in the agreement. Listeners, any agreement that you do, any contract that you do before you make the work, before you leave the studio, it's going to make the reporting end and the income end so much easier and clearer. So don't throw away your money by being afraid to enter into an agreement on paper. Thank you very much for listening. Remember, go to www.ifr.co.uk. That's I-A-F-A-R.co.uk and join now because these questions are all answered again on the website and you'll have access to us personally if you want to ask a question about your own catalog. Thanks for listening. Bye.